Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners and watchers. Welcome to Passion Harvest. I am Louisa, your host. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world right now. Our guest today is Melissa Denise. She was born with pre-birth memories. Melissa Denise spent her childhood and teenage years searching for the bliss she remembered before her birth. She had a STE or spiritually transformative experience at 19 and experienced the love, light and bliss she remembered before her birth. Melissa has made it her life's mission to share divine love with others. Her joy is to help people know and experience that God is love and God is with them. This is her story and this is her passion. Melissa Denise, welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for having me, Louisa. I'm so excited to meet you and be a part of what you're doing. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. I'd love to dive in and hear about your incredible pre-birth memories. Okay, I would love to share. I love talking about it. So thank you for asking. I will start by saying that for years, I had no idea it was a pre-birth memory. I thought that everybody had these. I thought everybody had this memory or knowledge of the divine, of God, as I was taught in the Christian faith. But um, the, the strongest memory that I have, and there's a lot of little glimpses of things that I remember but the strongest memory that I have is of what near-death experiencers call the light. And it is incredibly difficult to put into words, but I, as always, I will do my best. So it was like this ocean or this hurricane of love and light, like this infinite ocean of love that was also this flower of love that was opening and creating and it was music and if I could put the music into words it would be um, we are love or I which includes all that is is love and you are part of this and we are rejoicing and celebrating our existence and there was this um, bliss and joy, don't even begin to come close, but they're the best words that we have. But it was like this, um, this happiness that goes beyond anything that we can imagine. And that is the essence of reality is the best way that I can put it. Um, reality is music and joy and love and creation. And this um, deep sense of security and safety and knowing that everything is not only okay, everything is perfection and beauty and bliss. And so it's just this memory I have of being in this and seeing this and experiencing this. And um, also the feeling that um, 
of desire and satisfaction. Like every need you could ever have was satisfied in this light. There was nothing that you could want or need. And that's what I was missing when I came into this life. That's primarily what I felt was the loss of that. And then the memory and the knowing that there was this something out there that I had lost and I couldn't figure out where it had gone. Do you, did you, do you remember uh, choosing to incarnate into your humanness? I don't remember all the details of that. I do remember um, asking for red hair. So I have this like glimpse of a memory that I was working with the divine or what I later learned to call God and my guides or my angels. And we were planning aspects of my life. I specifically remember asking for red hair. That's the only detailed memory I have of that. But I also had a spiritually transformative experience when I was about 18. And in that experience, I did see that my whole life had been planned. That's incredible. So in, in S, I mean, obviously there's little parts of it. Our life is pre-planned for the most part. Yes. Is there free will involved in the life plan? Yes. Um, this is something I've gotten from a lot of near-death experiencers also, because I've heard and read a lot of their stories. And also from what I remember from my spiritually transformative experience, the way it works is that the life is planned, but there's free will within that, but the plan encompasses that free will. So some people might argue that that's not truly free will, but we're allowed to make choices. We're allowed to make free choices because that's part of the game we're playing here. We come here to be able to make choices with part of our memory cut off and to have this experience of being separate and to see, well, how will I handle this situation and, and what choice will I make here? But the plan is so big and so all encompassing that it can, it's taken all of that into account. And it is like, it it is almost like predestined that everyone will end up towards love, will end up reuniting with love in the end. But predestined isn't a good word. Um, it's it's just that love is all that exists, and we really can't get away from that. We can, we have the illusion of making a free will choice for or against love, and when we're in this experience, that choice is very real. But actually, every choice leads back towards love. I think I got a little bit off track from your question there. No, 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 that's great. Um, uh, I understand that you struggled quite a lot in your preteen and childhood years until you had your STE or spiritually mm -hmm. transformative experience. For those that don't know what it is, what is a, what is a spiritually transformative experience? A spiritually transformative experience is... Um, when you have basically a near-death experience without dying. So it's different from an out-of-body experience when someone's intentionally trying to get out of their body and go explore or whatever. It just happens to you spontaneously. At least that's what happened to me. Do you mind detailing for the audience if you feel comfortable what, what, what occurred, what happened? Of course, I would love to. Um, it's a little more in-depth than my pre-birth memory. 
So I, as you said, I was very depressed at the time. I had been depressed for most of my childhood and teenage years, and I was raised in the Christian faith. So I would pray and I would beg God every night to relieve me from my depression and my suffering. And nothing ever happened for years and years and years. And But I just kept praying every night. And so it was the same that night. I was about 18 or 19. I was laying in bed. I was feeling this depression just coming in and sucking me in. And I, I prayed my normal prayer, just begging for deliverance from that horrible feeling. And all of a sudden, I was in another reality. So there was two phases to my experience. In the first one, I was still perceived myself to be in my body, laying in my bed, but I was swimming in an ocean of love. So it was like everything in my bedroom just fell away. I perceived myself still to be there, but I was surrounded in this ocean of love that was washing me from my head to my feet, inside and outside with love. And it was wiping all of my pain away just in an instant I it as the love that I knew before this life and I said where have you been my entire life I've been looking for you my entire life and now you're finally here and so it was like this force field of magnetizing love that completely captures all of your attention and it was also very clearly a presence. It it wasn't impersonal. It was personal. It was a presence. It felt like my eternal father and mother um, being nurtured in the womb of your mother and held in the arms of your father at the same time. And I began to see how ridiculous some of the things that I had been taught were and how impossible that it would be for anybody to be to ever be lost because we're so safe and we're so held and loved all the time even though we can't feel it in these bodies so that that portion of my experience went on for a little while i'm not sure exactly how long but at some point i my consciousness expanded out of my head and this is where it gets a little bit more difficult to describe because it was like multiple things were happening at the same time so on the one hand I expanded very quickly. I, when I came out of my body, I connected with ultimate knowledge and the presence was still there and I was communicating with it. And I was asking questions. And as soon as I would ask a question and I wasn't asking in words, it was more like I would think of the question. And as soon as I thought of it, I would receive this massive download of information in response to my question and how the answer to that question fit in with everything else in the universe. And then I would think of more questions when I received those answers and the process just kept repeating. And it was like this quickly at the speed of light, I had expanded enough to encompass everything that there was to know or experience. And I felt like the whole universe was happening inside of me. Now, I reached my most expanded state and what I saw that most expanded state was I saw the key to life. I was not allowed to remember that, unfortunately. And as soon as I saw that, I started to contract back into my head. Now, at the same time that this was happening, I was being shown things. And some of these things I remember very vividly. So the first thing that I remember 
is I looked down on the earth and I saw that everything in the physical world is made of brilliant light. And the way that I like to describe it is um, if you've ever flown in an airplane on a cloudy day and when you're beneath the clouds, it's dark and dreary. But as soon as you break up through those clouds, it's beautiful and sunny and brilliant. And that's what this reality is like being down here in this physical world. It appears to be dark and gloomy and um, all the pain and the suffering and everything that we experience feels so real. The only difference is that when you awaken and expand past that out of this physical world into the spiritual realm, you look down and you see that the storm clouds are an illusion. This is really hard to explain, and I don't want to be insensitive to anybody's suffering. But what I was shown is that it's part of this um, experience that we're having, but in ultimate reality, it doesn't exist at all. Everything is actually brilliant light. And I looked down and I saw that the presence of God, or it's like the arms of love, is everything that exists. It is the light is love and the love is God. And that light is holding us. And what I saw specifically is that we're down here stumbling around like toddlers learning to walk. And that's what our mistakes are like. They're not an offense to God or to the divine, whatever word you like to use. They're not an offense. There's nothing that can make God angry. There's nothing that can make him um, disappointed in you. There, there's nothing to be afraid of or ashamed of. And I was shown this specifically because I was raised in a religion that taught me there was judgment coming and that most people were going to hell for eternity. And I was specifically told, no, that's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to feel guilty for. You are held and loved. You, this life of yours is proceeding exactly as it was planned, exactly as you planned it. And we are with you every step of the way, closer than the air that you can breathe. There's never a time when you are not safe or when you are alone and the all the depression and the fear that you're experiencing is an illusion and it's your challenge to work through because you planned this but there's no guilt in that that's what i was that's the first thing i saw and the second thing i saw was i looked down and i saw this sounds really cheesy but i was you know a teenager and these are the words i was given was the cosmic master plan of God. And it was this absolutely beautiful beyond comprehension. It was like a multi-dimensional Mandela pattern. And it was color and music and beauty and love and joy. And it contained all the paths of the created conscious beings and all of their free will choices. And I saw that everything ultimately leads back towards love because everything is contained within this plan and it is absolute perfection. So these are some of the things I saw when I was expanding. And then I got to the point where I saw the key to life, which I sadly can't remember. And then I began contracting back into my head and I felt like I was a balloon losing air and all the information was falling away. And I was told you're not going to be able to remember all of this, but you were given the experience because you needed to have the experience because you needed to know that there's more and that this experience will give you the comfort and the strength that you need to go forward. 
Um, another thing I didn't mention is that I heard music. I heard the most beautiful music while this whole thing was happening. And I, I'm not a musician, so I could never compose it, but I can still hear it. I still remember what it sounded like. So that was my spiritually transformative experience. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're so inspirational. Um, and what a profound, incredible experience. I guess you, I'm going to ask you many questions that you probably get asked all the time. That's okay. <laughs> Why? So, I mean, yes, I too believe everything is about love. Why are we here in our human incarnation? Mm, I love that question. And I do get asked a lot. And I also ask my guests that question. So <laughs> I'll give you what has come to be my perspective because a lot of near-death experiencers will say we're here to learn about love and then others will say it's just a play it's just a story we don't need to learn anything and what I believe we are doing here is we're having an experience of forgetting who we are so that we can reawaken to that so my understanding is that there's many many universes there's many um, I don't even know what the words would be, but things beyond what we can imagine in all of creation, where spiritual beings like ourselves exist, and we do all manner of things that we can't even imagine, because it could be so different to what we experience here. But in this specific universe, what we are doing is having an experience of awakening to the divine nature. So we said, what would it be like if we forgot who we are and then we awakened to that knowledge because we wanted to, or the source wanted to experience something different. Does that make sense? It's like, so earth is the place that we come to have an experience of awakening or to have an experience of evolving back into the divine. So that's how there can be no judgment, no pressure no you have to go live this life because you sinned or you made this mistake or whatever it's just no we chose to have this experience and we are here learning about love and evolving into love because not because we need to because we are already love but because we wanted to have that experience of awakening into love if that makes sense that was beautiful thank you so in, in your opinion we choose our incarnation Yes, you spoke. Pre, so, sorry to interrupt. You spoke previously about your suffering and suffering. We suffer so much. Why? And I know you kind of touched on that. Why? Why the suffering? Mm. Yeah, that's such a hard question. And again, I want to preface this by saying that I don't want to be insensitive to anybody's suffering because there are people in the world who have suffered far more than me beyond what any anything that I could imagine. And I can't speak for those people. But speaking for myself, I know the reason why I have suffered the things that I did was because I wanted to have that awakening experience. And personally, I had a really difficult childhood in a lot of ways. I would do it all again to have the experience because that moment when I realized, wait a minute, God is not what I was taught. 
God is love. That moment was worth all of it. That remembering. And I think that's why I'm here. I think that's why we are here to see how far away from my true nature can I get and still be what I am. And I also have heard from some near-death experiencers or uh, pre-birth experiencers like Christian Sunberg that what we're doing here is very unique and that we're considered to be really brave souls and that somehow it's benefiting um, the everything else, like benefiting the rest of creation because what we're doing here is so hard. And so I think we do it to challenge ourselves, but also to contribute to the ultimate expansion of love. And that can be really hard to wrap your mind around when you're in this body as an indiv individual self going through the suffering. <laughs> but it's a, it's a higher perspective on it. No, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. In your opinion, is there, and people ask me this, is there an end point? Do we end these incarnations at some point and return to God or to source? Yes, I I absolutely do believe that based on almost every source, including near-death experiencers, past life regressionists, spiritual texts like the Law of One or A Course in Miracles, pretty much every source that I have looked at has said, yes, if the physical incarnation is just such a small part of our existence, there will be an end point to it where we move beyond that and begin maybe having spiritual incarnations on worlds that are a lot less difficult. And then we move even beyond that and become so merged with source that it's hard for us to comprehend what we might be doing at that point. Interesting. I've just got two more questions for you. Um, you mentioned the correlation between fate and free will. We choose our soul path or we choose our life path those choices are they fate or have they always been what's your again i know you touched on this but what's your thoughts on this i think that we we have free will even in the planning of our lives so a lot of it is free will in the sense that we plan our lives and then once we get here we get to make free will choices within certain constructs like for instance you can't choose to go jump off a building and fly because there's certain constructs within this reality um so within the constructs of whatever reality system we're in whether it's um this physical world or the spiritual realm where we're planning our lives we get to make free choices but there's another sense in which all that exists is the divine, all that exists is love. And so every choice is ultimately about love. And we know, like when we plan our lives, for instance, that ultimately we're moving back towards source. Even if we go into our life and we make a ton of bad decisions from this perspective, still those choices are teaching us something about our true nature. And um, moving us forward, however, slowly back towards source, if that makes sense. So somehow they both coexist at the same time. I mean, with your incredible experiences, do you often miss or have a longing for that unconditional love? On I'm going to call it the other side. Yes, 
Yes. Um, as a child, it was very difficult for me. And I've often wondered why I had such a hard time as a child, because as I said, a lot of people have had it far worse. And I think a lot of it was just the contrast between what we experience here and what I remembered. And in some ways it's helpful because it helps me to keep a positive perspective on life because I know what I'm going back to. I know I know I planned this. I know I'm not alone. But at the same time, most of the time you can't feel that here and it can be really difficult. And there are definitely times when I just want to go home. And I think that's normal human. Like we all know this isn't home. There's part of us that knows this isn't home. Mm. Interesting. What's your advice for the audience, for people that are listening to live their most aligned path or highest soul's path? My best advice would be to make everything about love. So there's a lot of spiritual paths that people will choose to follow, and those are wonderful and individual towards each person's unique needs. But the one thing that we all have in common is love and really it all boils down to that so if you can make every choice that you make about love every moment of every day make it about love what's the most loving decision i can make or what's the most loving thing i can do for myself how can i um, make this day better and more loving and more joyful for myself and for those around me if you always follow love you will I think that's the highest form of spiritual practice. You'll begin to feel more in alignment with your purpose. You'll begin to feel closer to God, to that connection with the divine that everybody's looking for. Um, and you'll begin to um, connect more with others too, to build those relationships with others that will also give you that connection that you're looking for. I agree. I mean, it's all about love. Melissa, you're so inspiring. Where's the best place for people to connect with you? Thank you so, and so are you, Louisa. <laughs> uh, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me on. The best place to connect with me is my YouTube channel. It's Love Cover Life Podcast. Well, I've asked all the questions. Is there anything I, have, I haven't asked you that you'd like to share with the Passion Harvest audience? Hmm. Thank you for asking that. I would just say um, the two things that I like to share with people is to remember that it, I've probably said this several times already, but it is all about love and we tend to overcomplicate things. And if you can just remember that, especially when you're going through difficult times or having to make hard choices, it can really take the pressure off of you. And then the other thing is that you are far more than you think you are. You are a magnificent, beautiful, spiritual, divine being. And you have so much more strength and capacity within yourself than most of us realize. What a beautiful way to end the show, Melissa. Denise, you are so adorable and <laughs> inspirational. And thank you so much for sharing your story on Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for having me on. It's and my pleasure. Thank you so much for doing the work that you're doing. Also getting the word out there about these near-death experiences because you're one of the first places that I found those interviews. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much.
Bye-bye. Bye. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.